0: Have you ever met a trichologist before? I never have. So let's say good morning to Michelle Christie from chevaux Hair Salon in Tullamore. How are you?
1: Pleased to meet you. I'm great.
0: What is a trichologist?
1: Uh, I'm a specialist in hair and scalp disorders. So anything from hair loss to itchy scalp to irritated scalp. Um, I deal with all different types of alopecias. Um, and I look after all that kind of thing uh, in regards to scalp and hair loss issues.
0: Sounds like there's a real science behind this.
1: There is. Yes, there is. And um, it's a few years training. There isn't that many trichologists in Ireland. And it's, uh, it's something that is on the increase. And there's a demand for us, you know, within the industry. And, you know, it's it's can be very sad and distressing for people. So it's great to have someone to come and speak to.
0: Why do you suppose you are busier than ever?
1: several factors I mean COVID obviously COVID-19 has has played a part because people are I suppose more stressed and then there are certain types of hair losses that can actually happen because of fevers and temperatures and illness so we are seeing an increase of that It's, it's a condition called telogen effluvium we call it TE for short and I think people are generally more stressed, but it's it's worth noting, you can't put it all down to stress. There's different reasons why hair loss happens and everybody just automatically assumes that it's, mm. they're stressed, but it's, it, it, it's not that. You could have nutritional deficiencies. Iron levels could be low. Your protein levels could be low because of diet. Uh, as I say, you could have had a illness or an accident can cause it. And it'll happen usually three months to four months after the incident. So people don't necessarily track what's happened three or four months after what's happened to them. Hormonal changes is a huge one. Um, The drop in estrogen, we see that with pregnant ladies and then they have their babies. And, you know, we notice it three months after they have their babies. But sometimes this can happen without, you know, giving birth or, or being pregnant. And it's, it can be very distressing on people that don't know what's going on. A change of medication or certain medications can cause it. So it really depends on what's happening with you and it needs to be assessed correctly.
0: Well, I'm glad you debunked stress as being such a major factor. Everyone
1: puts it down to that. Everyone says, oh, yeah, and I have... People that come in and they're saying, oh, my partner says I'm stressed and they feel guilty. There's a guilt attached with that. And I'm trying to relax. Yes, it's a factor, but you cannot put it down alone. Yeah, that's just a vicious circle. Then. Yeah.
0: Because if you feel, oh, I'm stressed and I'm losing my hair, you, you blame yourself for becoming stressed. And, and then it you just... get more stressed over exactly. losing the
1: hair. And it's, it is it is a cycle where there's a simple you know, think I've seen people that their iron levels were just low and that when that was rectified they had thyroid issues and when that was rectified or looked at, um, you know, that, that helped the situation and, and resolved it. So, and then you've got situations where people were ill or they had a temperature three months ago and it, it will rectify itself.
0: So how do you isolate the real cause? How do you make the diagnosis?
1: So we do a full consultation um, I will look at everything from your diet, get typical day in your diet, breakfast, uh, lunch and dinner. Uh, I will look at your stress, your occupation, what you do, just typically ask them how, how do they feel on every day, get to, you know, do they exercise? Smoking's a huge one, it contributes to it. And just generally get an idea of what their lifestyle is like, and then I, phys- you know, physically examine them, and then we have a microscopic scan camera which will look right down into the follicle so that we can see what's going on, and that gives us a better idea. Sometimes, it, majority of the time, it can be resolved, as in we can kind of put treatment plans in place. Sometimes, I will know straight away that we need a dermatologist to look at it, you know, and a dermatologist will need to do biopsies and further investigations.
0: Great question here and I know it's probably from a gents' point of view. How much of this is genetic?
1: Uh, Androgenic alopecia is what we see commonly um, with hair thinning in gents and in females. You know, you can see it in both. It's called female patterned hair loss and male patterned hair loss. And yes, it's predispositioned to be genetic but it can come from either side. You know, people say, oh, is it stemming from my father? It can stem from your mother's side as well. And, it actually starts after puberty, but it takes that long for it to manifest itself and show signs. That usually we see it in our thirties. We feel our hair is thinner, and it's not—it's not, you know, as you know, full as it was in in our early twenties. And that's, you know, then when we see signs. And I know by the timeline and also the pattern that it's taking, you can differentiate with that kind of hair loss.
0: So let's imagine you uh, arrive at a conclusion somebody's diet is wrong or they have too much stress or they've there have been hormonal changes. How do you correct it?
1: So if we think that it's something like that and we look at medications as well, obviously, like you need a GP then to do bloods. They Then it's a, it goes to a GP. Obviously, the GP will deal with it with iron levels. It, a blood test will tell us with the iron levels. It's the iron storage levels that we're looking for. Uh, then they have to correct it really with diet or, or iron supplements or, say, intake their protein. Someone on a crash diet, for example, can suffer with hair loss. Um, you know, uh, cutting out carbohydrates is not good because that can cause, you know, hair loss, hair shedding quite quickly. So it's, it can be you, you rectify your diet and it needs to be a balanced diet. You need good fats, you need amino acids, you need carbohydrates and you need your vitamins and your minerals. It has to be a balanced diet to give optimum, you know, hair growth.
0: Ashling says she's going through menopause at the moment and her doctor, male doctor she has in brackets, considers hair loss to be an inevitable consequence of menopause. Do you agree?
1: Well... Yes, in some cases, because it's the loss of oestrogen that is causing issues with and probably what she's finding is, is that there's more hair shedding. So when she's washing her hair, it's kind of coming out a little bit more more on the brush, more on the pillow, more on your clothes. Um, And it is inevitable, but not in all cases, but we do see it. We do see it happening a lot but it should kind of balance itself out. It normally starts at the beginning and, you know, but there are treatments and shampoos that can make her hair feel fuller and kind of try and rectify the problem as well. There are treatments available for that, and we do all those in the National Hair Loss Clinic.
0: Yeah, you've gotten in ahead of me, actually. Somebody asks if there is a good shampoo you can recommend for ladies going through menopause whose hair would be thinning.
1: Yes, so we have the P factor, the Activa P factor, which is all natural. and it's kind of an alternative. You can also use Minoxidil, which is Regain. Both male and female can use that and you can get that in your pharmacy, um, 2% and 5%. um, But it's worth noting that if you have any problems, cardiovascular problems with your heart, um, you can't use it. So we have a natural alternative and it works very well. And I've seen great results with it. Um, And also then you've got Nioxin. That's another alternative. I mean, that's a well-known brand for hair loss as well.
0: A listener in Balanacargi says she has two patches in which her hair hasn't grown back following chemotherapy. Now, she finished the chemo in March, so she hoped to see some hair growth by now.
1: So March, April, May, June, July, August. So yes, normally within six months we would see... Um, it's worth noting where it is because if it's on the neck the nape of the neck or that area hair actually struggles and it will take longer to grow back there it's called the occipital area that will, that will, will take longer um, she's more than welcome to call in to me I can visually examine it and see what's going on um, usually it will come back because it's, it's a different it's called anagen effluvium it's a different type of thing it's called, caused because of the chemicals in the chemo it just basically puts the hair into premature death and, you know, it, it should come back, but it's it could be a separate issue um, called alopecia areata, which is circular patches. Um, it just needs examining properly to see what's happening with that.
0: Patrick says he's known as skunk to his friends. Fellas are all so kind to each other, aren't they? Anyway, so the issue is he had alopecia, mm. which initially created a ball patch on his head. Now the hair has grown back, but it's white. Yes. Hence he's called skunk uh, And he's wondering will it restore to its normal colour
1: Again he's suffering from alopecia areata It depends but it would be completely normal for it to grow back white It has no pigment in it But I have seen many cases after a year or so Where it should restore its, its pigments But that would be completely normal for it to grow back white It just depends on how long he's had it But it should restore itself
0: Michelle, there are loads of questions
1: Okay Time's
0: up <laughs> Okay. we don't have time for them. Where can you be found?
1: I can be found in the National Hair Loss and Scalp Clinic. It's in Cheval Hair Salon in Talamore And if you want the number, it's 0579323885. And I'll deal with any hair loss um, issues or questions and do a full examination and consultation.